0: sometimes the most profound and impactful lessons in our business can come from non-business situations. So I want to share with you 10 ways that you can hike up your business by sharing the experience of when I went hiking and also why needing to go for a pee at 12.33am was one of the biggest lessons I had last year. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast, I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 17 and welcome into my world. I am currently sitting here in my home office. It is pretty late and the boys are away to bed and I've got a nice cup of tea here. Yep, I think I spent too much time in the last episode with Leslie Collins talking about coffee. So it's all good to, to balance out, don't you think? And I had lots of ideas about what I wanted to talk about. But don't you love it when the world of social media... In particular, Facebook can give you that little gentle reminder about things that have happened in the past, i.e. the memories or what happened on this day function. And that takes you back to certain situations and reflections. Well, Facebook reminded me earlier this week that it's been a year since I went camping with my good friend David. And it truly was an amazing experience for personally, but also loads of lessons in business as well. And I know after I came back, I was talking about it to my clients. I did a Facebook Live around it. But honestly, the lessons in that trip and that experience were just so impactful that I thought, This has to be talked about on this podcast so that's exactly what I'd love to share with you today and give you some reflections about you know what's happened a year down the line. So let me set the scene for you. It was over a year ago I was in the gym with my good friend David and he'd just come back from a solo camping trip that he did overnight on Ben Ann and honestly the pictures that he put on Instagram were just magnificent. And I remember I was running on that treadmill and I was just chatting to him and I was asking about the experience, why he did it, how it was. I thought, seriously, were you not freaked out being in the middle of nowhere all by yourself? And he just painted an amazing picture of what that whole experience was like for him. And I remember thinking, well, good on you, David. I mean, it's something that I couldn't do. And then during that conversation, he's like, well, I tell you what, the next time, why don't you come with me? And I remember before even thinking about it, out of my mouth, I said, yeah, right, it's not my kind of thing. And then I was kind of like continuing on that treadmill, but I was having a lot of internal dialogue. You know, you could be honest with me. Do you talk to yourself in your own head as well? Yep, we all do. And I just remember then having this little voice in my head saying, well, how do you know that you can't do it? Have you been camping before? and I've only had you know but prior to last year a camping experience of when I was in the Scouts, but it wasn't really wilderness camping. it was like a camp site, for example, and then I remember during that conversation with David, I remember saying, "Well, do you know what I tell you what the next time that you're going, let me know, and I'll come with you and Then he actually turned around and said, "Oh, well, that's cool because I've actually planning to go in you know a couple of weekends time." And I remember going. All right, okay, well, I'll check the diary, and I'm sure that'll be fine. And yep, I'll come. And I remember leaving, and it wasn't too far away um, from that time. And I remember going home, and I was chatting to Shireen, and I was saying, "Well, David was going camping again, and I kind of I'm going to go with him." And her reaction was priceless as well, because she's like, "This man, you camping? Those words do not compute. They don't match." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, but it's always good to try something new." But in the back of my mind, I was still about unsure thinking, am I really going to do it? Or am I going to just pull out or something else come up that'll take a, a priority or an excuse for me? But cut long story short, we actually did go camping. And honestly, it was a great experience in many, many ways. And here are some of the biggest lessons I had from it. So the first lesson was well before we even went camping. It was what happened in my mind when I was on the treadmill, when I was hearing his story, and when he was saying, oh, you should do it. And then I said, I write, that's not my kind of cup of tea. And think about it, you know, how many stories do we tell ourselves? What are our limiting beliefs doing to us in business? And I did a whole podcast episode about this on episode number 10, because our stories that we tell ourselves massively impact the opportunities that we see, the actions that we take, both in a positive way, but also often in a not so positive way, especially if those stories are holding us back. And I didn't have any experiences in the past that got me to think about why that would be scary or why that would be something that I actually wouldn't want to do. But it was still something that automatically I was discounting and I thought that's not for me. And it may come as no surprise living in Scotland that we're not often blessed with, you know, months and months of endless sunshine. Granted, this year has been an exception which I've absolutely loved. But I honestly didn't think I liked being cold or wet. You know, I'd avoid things that would get me cold or wet. And that's when whenever I'd think about camping or hiking, in my mind, I had the association that, yep, it's miserable, you'll get cold, you'll get wet a span. And that was the thing that was stopping me from going, let's go and do it. Obviously, plus it was going to be a lot of physical exercise. And I used to also think that I'm not very an outdoorsy kind of person in that way as well. But honestly, as soon as I questioned that belief in terms of, well, why can't I do that? That then made me take that step. So don't get me wrong. I wasn't completely jumping from joy, thinking, bring it on. There was still a lot of trepidation there. But the key thing is, when you say something to yourself, when you've got that story that comes to the surface, it's your job to basically question it and think about, do you want to keep that story? And what's that story doing for you? Or how's it holding you back in your business and obviously generally in life? So let me fast forward a little bit. So it came to the time where it was a Friday night after we finished work, we went to David's house and then we got to the place that we were going to. And even in between, I was asking David a few questions and I was saying, right, what's are going to be like what should I take and we'll come on to that during this podcast episode but I I think David did get that sense that my experience or my ideal of camping would be maybe going to something like a, a campsite where he did suggest he said actually why don't we just do a campsite and you get to cut your teeth on it I think that might have been sparked by when I said you know well we'd be able to have marshmallows and a log fire and he's like eh not up in the middle of the hills and I was like okay. He's like, well, if you want that experience, we can go to a campsite. And I I remember thinking, that's an easy option and I won't necessarily get to experience that epic view that that inspired me in the first place when I saw his Instagram picture. So I thought, no, I'm going to do it properly. So we then got to the place that we were going to. And I actually thought we were going to the place that David had went to, which is Benin. But he obviously is a curious guy as well. He likes to explore. And during his research, he thought, you know, there's a nearby hill It was called Ben Venue that he thought he's never been up. It looks pretty decent, pretty good for someone that's not got a lot of experience. Let's give that a go as well. So we got to the car park. We parked the car and there was, I think there was only like two other cars there, but we didn't see anybody else. And we got to the point where we got off the beaten track. We got to a path and there was two arrows. And I remember David looking at it and he's like, well, should we go left or should we go right? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> and I thought, I'll just trust your judgment. So we chose whatever path we chose. And I just remember still looking up at the top. And it was was huge. And I just remember it was one of those scenes, especially if you've seen lots of beautiful sceneries around Scotland or wherever in the world. And it's all green and it's breathtaking. But it just looked so high. And I thought, seriously, are we going to climb all the way there? But right from the bottom of where we were in the car park, looking up, It looked like it looked terrifying and it was the equivalent of me looking like I was going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro or Ben Nevis or something. And really, it was a small hill. But the key thing is perception makes a huge impact. So it doesn't matter, again, where you are in your business and life. It depends on what's happening in your mind in terms of, does it inspire you? Does it hold you back? Does it overwhelm you as well? So I just remember looking up there thinking, okay, well, we'll get there. But there's no point focusing on the the summit, that top part. And all I just did during that hike was just kept thinking, okay, I just need to get to that next tree point. And I just remember also, as soon as we started, maybe about 10, 15 minutes into it, then the heavens opened and it was very wet. And started to get quite cold as well. But obviously with the exercise and the hiking... I was um, building up sweat, which kept me a bit hot. But I just also remember that that perspective made a huge, huge difference for me. Instead of keep thinking about the bigger picture or we're trying to get to, it was all about just those small milestones, that short, sharp, where am I going to? And at different points, David go ahead and then I just kept going, okay, I just need to catch up to him. And that was my marker in terms of on that journey. And that takes me back to business as well, because sometimes we can completely overwhelm ourselves if we try and think about where do we want to be in a year's time, five years time, 10 years time, it can literally mean that we go round and round in circles. And instead, it really encourages all to think about those short and sharp goals that help us to know, right, I'm making progress on that journey but it's one step at a time. And that's why, you know, you might've heard me talk about this in previous podcast episodes. That's why I'm super excited. Coming up in September, I'm launching a 90 day rapid transformation mastermind. And the whole point of that is it's 90 days to allow everybody to have that, that positive perspective in terms of where are you at the start of that 90 days and where do you want to get to? And making sure that it's so tangible that you're absolutely focusing your energies for me to support you on a one-to-one basis, but also to collaborate with a group of like-minded and savvy entrepreneurs and small business owners that can help you on that journey as well. So we could have done the same thing. It could have been a year-long mastermind, but that again, from my experience, can sometimes be overwhelming for people to take that first step or to commit. So if you are currently sitting here And thinking about what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. And if you want to be part of this special mastermind, and if you haven't already, spaces are filling up. So please do jump over to rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash mastermind to be part of this first inaugural special group. And if you're listening to this down the line, then please do check out the same link. That's rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash mastermind. And you'll get to see where the waiting list is for the next intake for the next 90 days as well. But remember, it's all about perspective. Make sure that you're focusing on what is that next milestone and that then allows you to have progress without literally making it harder for yourself. So we then went on that journey and we were climbing and climbing and climbing for what seemed like hours and then it started to get a bit darker and the plan was initially to camp right at the top of the summit but it became a bit obvious that it was getting darker and if we didn't reach there quite quickly then it would be really dark and challenging to pitch a tent etc. So I remember David saying let's see where we get to in the next 20 to 30 minutes and if we don't get there at that point. Because remember, he'd never been there himself um, either. So it was still a bit of a new experience for him. And then he said it'd probably be safer and better for us to pitch a tent to wherever we got to at that point, And then we'll take it from there. So I remember we pitched a tent, which is a new experience. I also love the fact that David didn't just do it. He literally was teaching me how to do it. He was getting me involved. And yep, I wasn't getting an easy ride at all. It really was kind of being part of that whole experience. Then we sat down, we made a cup of coffee. I can't help talking about coffee. I might be a bit addicted. Um, I'm gathering. But we had a cup of coffee. It wasn't Starbucks quality or, you know, proper brewed. But hey, it did hit the mark. We had some dinner and we were just kind of chatting. And then literally before you knew it, it got pitch, pitch black. And then after chatting, we're kind of thinking, right, it's time to kind of, you know, Hit the hay, we got in our sleeping bags and I was all wrapped up and thinking it's a bit cold out there and will I survive the night? And it was bizarre experience because it was dark outside, but it was still very noisy when you were inside the tent. It literally, the wind was billowing inside the tent and it sounded like it was a hurricane happening out there. And I still remember where it kind of looked at my watch and it got to about 12 o'clock. Okay, I was woken up and I th- it was a bit noisy and I thought, I really do need to go for a pee. And I thought, I'm not going to get out there. And I thought, it's fine. Just ignore it. Don't think about it. And yep, it'll be fine. But what happens when you try not to think about something? Yep, that's all you can think about. So I kept thinking... Right. Oh, should I go out? Should I not go out? And, you know, maybe 10 minutes passed and I looked at my watch and I thought, seriously, time's going to drag. I'm going to be up all night. And I remember at that point, David started, and he could tell that I was awake. And then he's like, you're right. And I was like, I think I might need to go out for a pee. But it sounds like the rain is torrential outside and also it's so windy. And he's like, honestly, it's not going to be as bad out there compared to what it sounds like so I got to the front bit of the tent unzipped it went to the little porch area and then put on my boots and you know my jacket and I was really ready to brave what I thought was like a big storm outside and when I got outside it was like pretty calm and that was really surprising for me and I just remember you know I went and um, took care of business and then I actually sat outside for a while And it was just pitch black, but also really bizarre. It was quite light in terms of, you know, seeing some of the stars, etc. But it was just kind of, again, a very surreal moment. Something I hadn't really experienced, especially because we were in the middle of nowhere. And I just kept thinking, I wonder if there's any wild animals out here that are watching me as well. But... Again, when I got back in the 10 and I was reflecting upon it, it was a huge, huge lesson for me because what's happening inside is often more dramatic and often worse compared to what's happening in reality. And that happens when I'm coaching and mentoring them as well. Often they're driving themselves crazy based upon their internal dialogue, bottling everything up, not being really honest with themselves, not having that sounding board or that support. And that's why I love coaching them because they have that opportunity to really be honest, to really be real and to basically tackle the things that are challenging them and get it out of their mind. And often you can't see what is right in front of you because of all that noise in your mind. But in reality, when you actually look at something quite objectively, and again, that's where perspective comes in again, it's never as bad as you actually think it is. And you can get a clear strategy and a clear plan of action ahead as well. So again, if you're currently thinking that things are overwhelming, there's a lot of internal dialogue happening in your mind when it comes to your business, then the best thing that you can do is literally just get it out of your head. Whether you want to journal that, whether you want to have a conversation with someone else, a friend, a coach, a mentor, a mastermind, whoever that is or whatever avenue, just make sure that you just don't have that that storm happening in your head because literally it can frighten you and it can hold you back as well. So that leads me on to the role that David played in this whole experience as well. So like I say, David is a very outdoorsy type of guy, but I would never have just went on that experience if I didn't trust him. If it was just another friend that had never been camping, he's like, oh, let's go. I would have just be like, no, I'd want to do it in a very much more safe and organized way. But I absolutely had complete trust in David. And that's why it kind of gave me that faith in terms of, OK, I don't have to worry about anything. I'm not doing anything that's risky and it felt so much more achievable in that way. Even though I knew David had never been on that particular trek before and afterwards he did kind of tell me at a couple of points he did think are we going to get there before it got too dark? He was a bit questioning in terms of is it safe for us to continue or just pitch a tent, even well before he even vocalized that to me. But at no point did that ever get that sense that we were vulnerable or things weren't going to happen in the way that was planned as well. And again, I just literally had that trust and that faith. And that's where, again, Who is that person, that leading learner, as my mentor, Roger Hamilton, often talks about that can give you that faith that allows you to then take those steps forward in that way that feels safe, that feels natural for you as well. And you can then borrow the confidence that that other person has in you. Like I'm absolutely sure that if David didn't think that I was going to survive or even be able to be fit enough to get there, he wouldn't have suggested that I would have went there because that wouldn't have been a fun experience for him as well. And that's where often when I'm working with my clients as well, I am giving them that, that confidence that they could borrow from me to help them on that journey as well. And I'm very realistic, I'm very grounded with my clients. So it's not about having that unrealistic faith or confidence but sometimes you don't have that confidence in yourself and other people can have that in you and your abilities and that's why I only work with clients I'm really connected with and I think I've got complete faith that you can make this happen and I want to help you on that journey. So just remember, even if you're not feeling that you've got that 100% confidence in yourself, where could you go and borrow that from? Whether that's something like podcasts, it might be from listening to these episodes and the guests that I've got with you over the last few episodes and the ones that are coming up, whether that's a coach, a mentor, a friend, your partner, whoever, just make sure that you've got that person or that resource that can help you to have that level of trust in yourself and in them but also can help you to develop and grow that confidence on the journey that you're on as well. And the next key thing was the realization that that hill, Venue, was literally about a 40 minute drive from my house. It was there on our doorstep and the amount of times I used to say "Oh, it looks amazing, I want to go to explore more of Scotland but I really wasn't putting it into action. It was that one day or that someday fallacy where we can kid ourselves on as well. And even, you know, the year before that, my beautiful wife took me for my birthday. We went to Glencoe. I'm a big Harry Potter fan, as you probably already know from various mentions on the podcast before. Well, we went on the steam train over the Glenfinnan Viaduct, and it was just amazing. But I remember coming back thinking, "Shirin, let's go and explore more of Scotland but it still was like a year since then and I really hadn't taken much action around it. So it just goes to show that what you have to do or well, you can have all the resources that are there for you, but nothing's going to happen unless you take those steps. If you take those inspired actions and even pushing yourself out your comfort zone as well. And even since then, it's been amazing. I've been on a great road trip with my best friend and we went to the Isle of Skye and that was a great two or three days as well. And again, it's given me that, that hunger for wanting to see more of the beautiful place that I live in and that's on our doorstep. But taking that back to business as well. Why is it that we can sometimes overcomplicate things? Some of those opportunities for you, whether it's sales, whether it's that next promotion, whether it's about taking that next step or to be part of something that can help you, it's there staring you in the face. And as I talked about with the wonderful Leslie Collins on the last episode, which was episode 11, that's where sometimes those networks, those relationships could be the key for you to massively transform your business or to have a positive impact. But why is it sometimes we can forget those things, those opportunities that are there right in front of you? So I'd really encourage you to think about what opportunities do you have on your doorstep, where you could pick up the phone, where you could just reach out to that person that will have a massive impact on what you're working on right now or what you want to make happen over the next 90 days, the next X amount of months that will make a huge impact for you to rapidly progress and grow your business. Because It actually is quite simple when you think about it. So don't overcomplicate it. And moving on to key lesson number six, business is never a straight path. In reality, it's not. I've got that from my own experience. So I've grown my business over the last 11 years. And I see that day in and D out with my coaching and mentoring clients as well. And going back to the whole element of hiking up that hill, I still remember where I'd often think, "Oh, we must be just just getting there, just round that corner, and we'll be there." And what would happen when we get round that corner? Yep, yeah, it was just like this whole new hill just was there. Things that I didn't see before, but it felt like, a, "Oh, we've got miles and miles and miles to go as well." So. After we camped up that night and we got back up the next morning, I think we got up at ridiculous like 4 o'clock in the morning. We were wide awake and David's was like, well, are you awake now? And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to sleep anymore. And he's like, well, let's get up and leave the tent and all our stuff here and let's just continue to walk so that we can go and see what lies ahead as well. So we continued to walk. It was probably about another 45 minutes or so. And this time it was like we we're going round and round and round like a spiral. And even at some points, it felt like we were going downhill to then go back uphill. It was kind of bizarre. But every time I thought we were just getting there, it just felt like we're going around again. And have you ever felt like that in your business? Okay, it's not a connect the dots necessarily a straight path, but sometimes we can forget that. Or sometimes we can give up too early if we can't see that next step, especially if it is quite far away. And that's why, again, it goes back to the what is that short milestone that can help you just to keep plugging in, keep focusing, keep learning from the experience so that you're not doing the same thing over and over again, but still not getting the results. That's just madness. But it's still about how do you take those steps that helps you keep that faith as well, instead of just giving up on your goals or your dreams as well. So think about it for you. Has there been times that you've thought, is it worth it? Am I ever going to get there? Whatever there looks like for you as well. And I still remember we kept walking and then we got to round the corner and David's was like, yep, that's it. That's the summit point. And we got there. The sun was starting to rise. And honestly, it was one of the most spectacular sunrises that I've ever seen. And it was just so much more rewarding the fact that we persevered and we got to experience it in that way as well. And it really, truly was magical. And again, when I think about it, if I was there myself, I probably would have went, let's go back. I mean, I'm going to walk back to the car or is it worth it? Am I going to get there? Did I take that right path right at the beginning point? What happens if we went the other route as well? And what we realized afterwards was there was actually a few different routes that we could have taken. And we actually did take the more scenic route um, compared to what we could have taken. But I think that was all part of the whole experience as well. I just want you to think about it for you. You know, are you deflated at points when it feels like you're getting somewhere and then you just go... Phew. There's something else that feels like it's taking you off track or you're going around in circles or it feels like that next step is just within arm's reach but then it just goes further and further at different points. Keep on going because you will get there in that sense. Get to your summit or what that goal looks like. And then... Also, I remember getting to, I think it was probably even just an hour into the hike and the rucksack I had on my back with the tent and my stuff as well was getting heavier and heavier every single step. And that takes me to point number seven, which was make sure you don't take unnecessary baggage. So before we went, I sent David a message and said, okay, what do I need to bring with me? And I remember he sent me A list and he's like, this is what you need. And I packed things and I thought, well, he said a t shirt, let me take two. He said this, let me take three of those, whatever, right? And so I packed my bag and it was pretty heavy. And then before we went, uh, I rocked up to David's house and he had the proper camping stuff. He had the big rucksack. So I remember him saying, right, what have you got? Show me. So I brought out all my stuff and he's just like, you won't need that, you don't need this. And literally, I left most of what I took with me in his house. And he properly packed things and I could tell he was being very calculated and he said, even though this seems like it's light, this extra t-shirt, honestly, it will weigh you down. You don't need it and it will feel heavier as you continue to trek as well. And I just remember as I kept going up and walking each step thinking, I'm so glad I didn't bring all those extra stuff. But, we do that all the time. Sometimes we can overload ourselves. Sometimes we can have so much clutter and baggage and things that we're doing. And that baggage could be the things on your to-do list that's weighing you down. It can also be the things that you're carrying around in your mindset. It could be the setbacks that you've had. It could be those limiting beliefs. So I'd really encourage you to think about, you know, are you carrying too much baggage around? Because that will weigh you down it'll slow down your journey. It'll make that journey harder than it needs to be as well. And it also links into making sure that you have the right support and the right tools. I didn't know what I didn't know. So that's why it was great to have David to give me a bit of direction in terms of what I need, what I not need to take as well. And I remember because the plan initially was to go up Benan. And that, in comparison, actually had quite a natural trail. So it was like steps. And effectively, as David said, if you've got walking shoes, great. If you've got decent trainers, perfect. And I remember that morning when I was packing up to to go and I was getting stuff out. And Shireen's like, have you got all your stuff? And I thought, well, he said boots. What about these boots? And I brought out the only boots I actually owned at that point. And they were stylish boots, should I say. They were from River Island. They were kind of like military looking kind of boots. And she looked at them and she's like, look at the grip on them. And I looked and I thought, okay. And she's like, as soon as you get them wet, game over. They'll let water through. So I dropped Kai's off at school and I thought, I'm really unprepared here. And I went to the local shopping place just nearby our house and they had that outdoorsy kind of shop. And I went in and I thought, let me go and see if I can pick up something. And Charlene had went on a kind of walk with her work a few months ago previously, and I remember her saying that she bought walking boots and it was a great investment. So I went there. I was chatting to the person in the shop, and I thought, right, I'm going to buy some walking boots. And I am so glad that I did because really, quite quickly in that walk, we were off the beaten track, and I remember I had to put my feet into wet areas or wet patches. And um little boggy areas, and I just remember thinking, "Oh, my feet are still dry inside, but I just can't even imagine what it would have been like if, you know, quite early on, if all the water was seeping through my my non-walking shoes, um, it would have been absolutely miserable as well. So again, it shows that why it is important to have the right tools, and you don't have to go overboard, I didn't go for big, fancy, fancy walking boots. It was just functional for what I wanted, and I've used them many times since as well. But in your business, how many times are you bootstrapping or you're not using the right tools or you're not investing in the right way and it's literally making life harder than it needs to? And that could be that false sense of economy. You're thinking, okay, I don't want to invest in that because of the risks or, you know, sometimes it might be because you don't have the money or it might be that you're worried about, should I be spending it on that? And I'm not saying for you to be stupid with allocating your money or your resources in ways that you don't need. But just make sure that you do have the right support and the right tools that are going to help make that journey so much more pleasant and get you to that destination without you giving up or being miserable. And again, some of the other things I purchased on that trip were um, waterproof trousers, which I'm so glad I did, especially when the heavens opened up as well. There's always these resources out there and just make sure that you know what that could look like and what you need for that journey for you. Number nine is, it's okay to take breaks. I remember, first of all, I kept thinking, right, okay, I need to keep walking. Dave is a lot fitter than me. And, you know, yep, this man, just keep it on going. Through blood, sweat, tears, it's fine. And at points, David would say, you want to take a break? And I'd be like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Even though in my head initially I thought, oh God, I could really do with a break. And at different points, then he said to me, take a break whenever you want. There's no rush. We'll get there when we get there. Enjoy the experience. Take a break to see the scenery, to experience it. And I remember taking a break at one point and I looked and there was like a deer that was um running by, and I thought, if I was just continuously plodding along, looking at the ground and just going, oh, that actually wouldn't have made for the experience that it really was. And there's no, you know, gold medal for being that brave person that just soldiers on, you know, through hustle. And I don't actually really like that word hustle. I see far too many people hustling and burning themselves out because they're not looking after themselves. And again, I've been, I've done that in the past. I'm not saying that what, I, what I've what i done in business is perfect by any manner of means. But it was a key lesson that actually taking that short break really then made that next part of the journey so much more easier and enjoyable as well. So for you, think about it. Do you sometimes give yourself a hard time when you want to stop, or you think, you know, I'm stopping and this isn't right, I'm not working hard enough? I think it's the late Stephen Covey that talks about, you know, sharpening the saw. Well, those key things, if you plug out, if you take that time to invest in yourself to recuperate, to get that inspiration, whether that's learning or through the right environment, through a coach, masterminding, whatever that might be, that can massively help you to move things forward. Doesn't that make sense when you think about in theory? But why is it so often, especially when it comes to small business owners and entrepreneurs, we can find it hard to do that or give ourselves permission to take that break, to step out, to then step forward as well. And it links into the last key point, which was really switching off. We went somewhere that there was no mobile phone signal. And I remember saying to Shireen, right, I'll drop you a message to let you know where we were. Because at that point before I left, I, I wasn't even sure where we were really going. And we got to the car park and there was no signal. And I thought, Okay, And that was really the first experience I had of having a digital detox. It was only for one overnight. But honestly, as soon as I realized there's no way to communicate with the outside world, it made the whole experience so much more richer as well. And obviously I talked about the power of taking a digital detox for two full weeks on a last summer holiday with my family in Turkey. And I talked about that in terms of episode number 11 and the whole beauty of that. But that one overnight massively helped me just appreciate it and enjoy that whole experience so much more as well. And then a bonus reflection as well. When we were coming back down the next morning, it was amazing because we didn't actually see another human being until we got quite near the car park. And then because we had that whole experience of going up and down, we had a, a kind of a new reference point. So I remember we then started to have the conversation like we often do about business and what was going well and what was areas for improvement and lots of different conversations as well. And I remember that we actually used that experience that we just went through to help us relate to what was happening in business at different points. So let me give you an example. David asked me the question around how was I doing in terms of against my plan or my goals at that point in my business? And he's like, how how was I? So imagine, you know, the car was like at zero and the top of the summit was like completely 100%, where would you say you were? And I remember reflecting upon that and it got me to really think and I was saying, oh, actually, it was just at that point, it was way past, for example, when we pitched a 10, it was like, you know, the part where we got to and I was able to describe it to a T. And then I was able to kind of go, well, why did I choose that? What did that signify to me? And that had a great conversation. And again, I was using similar conversations and landmarks for him to describe where he was at that point. And what that taught me was the reminder that when it comes to reflections in our business, we don't have to always be so logical. We don't have to look at things all the time. Yes, it does help at points like numbers and measures and metrics if you really want to get an insight into how you're feeling or what is working or where it could be use your everyday environment to think about well what does that signal for you is there a common journey that you take all the time well use that as a reference point in terms of how far you feel you are and what would it take you to get to that next milestone as well and how are you feeling And I remember this with one of my clients as well. She had a bit of a money block in terms of her pricing and her charging. And we could have went straight into looking at it very logically. And I remember doing an exercise with her. It was at one of my mastermind retreats and I literally got her to stand up and stand at one side of the room And then I got some post-it notes and I literally put different figures of different increments. And I basically created a whole path. And she was trying to figure out, well, what would her, you know, hourly rate be in terms of for her services? And I remember asking her, well, just walk to that next point and think, does that feel right? And the first couple, she's like, yep, absolutely not an issue. And then you could see that level when she got to one point to the next point. She had this internal resistance and she's like, oh there's something here. If I go over this mark, I start to feel like I can't do it. I'm not worth it. And all this other dialogue came out as well. And we were able to see, well, that was her upper limit that actually she was hitting at that point. And then we were able to explore and get rid of those mindset blocks as well. But if we were just to sit there and have a logical conversation, she wouldn't have realized necessarily at what point was her limit. So again, I give you that kind of that insight to allow you to experiment, have fun. What are some Of those ways that you can actually reflect using journeys and using ratings or scales to allow you to see whether that's confidence level, whether that's reaching your goal, whatever measurement that might be, but do it in a way that can help you in a positive sense as well. So, I truly do hope that you got some real insights in terms of from me sharing this journey with you. I know it's a bit of a different podcast episode compared to what I've done before. But I just hope that triggers something for you in terms of looking at your everyday situations or those non-business experiences that you've had and think about how that can massively help you translate it back into your business growth and your personal growth as well. And I'd love to hear from you which of these key insights or these key experiences really does chime for you. So drop me an email at osman, that's a n at rapidtransformation.co.uk. I'd absolutely love to hear what your key takeaway is from this episode and what you're going to do with it since. And for me, it's been a year, like I say, since that first experience. We've been camping again and um, we did a different experience that time. So we went camping down beside the water, beside Loch Lomond. And then we went hiking up a different hill after that. I have been up hill walking with my beautiful wife. Uh, we went on a date night and I remember just suggesting we were thinking of going out for dinner or the cinema and I said, why don't we go up? And it was, again, an amazing experience that we got to enjoy together. So I've definitely got that bug And again, like I say, when I went with my my best friend Graham, we went to the Isle of Skye, and I've never been there. It just showed me that there's so much on my doorstep that I still want to explore. And one of my big goals now is to do the North Coast 500. And one of my future guests, Gavin Bell, he recently did it, and you need to see the vlogs that Gavin does. And he's got a podcast all about Scotland and trips. So I'm dead excited to have him come on and share his experience on the world of business. and also all adventures that he has with you over the coming weeks as well. As I say, I'd love to hear your experience, what you got from this, and more importantly, what you're going to do with this. And if it has inspired you to think about where do you want to be? over the next 90 days. Like I said earlier in the episode, I'd love for you to be part of the very special group that I'm going to be working really closely with over the next 90 days, starting in September. If you'd like to find out more about it, please do head over to rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash mastermind to see what you could do to hike up your business in the next 90 days. And I look forward to sharing more with you next time. And on next week's episode, I have got the wonderful Dr. Christy Ferguson, the food psychologist here with me. And I'll be sharing a conversation that I had with her about how she started her business, how she got her book deal and some of the successes and also the roller coaster that she's experienced as she's grown her wonderful business as well. So I look forward to sharing that with you. And until next time, bye for now.